0: This is a Boardwalk Audio Podcast.
1: Hey guys, this is Tweety. You can follow Fish Out of Water Podcast on Twitter at Foopod, F O O W P O D, or on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Fish Out of Water Podcast. Thanks guys. Enjoy the episode
2: uh 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 check it you are now tuned in to fish out of the water where comedians learn from forerunners and give honor Tweety and jeremiah mix it up like honor farmers making sure everybody leaves educated like scholars this, this is fish out of water this is fish out of water
1: hey everybody welcome to fish out of
0: water i'm ryan and i am jeremiah and today
1: we have a very special guest with us he's an actor yeah. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's an ama- amateur stuntman and provoca- provocateur. Provocateur. Mm-hmm. He's the master of comedic suspense,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mr. Joe Hartzler. Ew. What does it mean to be the master of comedic
3: suspense? Wow, first of all, thanks, guys, for that uh, very flattering <laughs> opening. That's, uh, I don't know where you got that. You must have pulled that off of a blog somewhere. And I've been seeing that phrase go around. The master of comedic suspense. I don't know. I, I guess it means uh, you don't know if or when the, the joke is ever going to happen.
1: <laughs> you don't know
3: if or when the joke yeah, is yeah, yeah, it just keeps building happen. and building, and you never know if it's, if it's ever going to actually get funny um
1: so it, it may never get funny,
3: yeah, 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 but it might move you, you might be moved by it, but then is it comedy?: Sure,
2: laugh out loud, hilarious <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's part of the laugh. Yeah, yeah, I get He's it. building I, it up, man i've been it. doing
1: I've been doing that for a oh. long time, not oh. getting laughs
0: oh.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you gotta, you're gotta. you playing yeah. the long game. You're just drawing them in for
1: one big little chuckle.
3: He's Kaufman, Kaufman 2.0.
0: Yeah. So like
1: 14 years, I'm just going to get yeah, this yeah. huge day of like, oh my God. Just <laughs> out of nowhere,
0: you'll just be at a supermarket, and people will just start laughing. I've been setting up a joke for 35 years. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So like
1: right before you die, you're just going to like, I just hope that people are around to
3: hear it. Well, yeah, if yeah.
0: you think about it, you trying to be a comedian – it's a lifelong joke. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've said yeah. that if you, you know, if you move to LA and pursue
1: comedy long enough, you will be a joke.
0: That's yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs>
1: um, so I've okay. So we've known Joe. Joe has been around for a long time. Um, In the zeitgeist. What year did you start? 1943, 1943. Damn, man, what are you eating? You were like, that's a Nazi era. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a tumultuous time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very tough time. Like you're really pulling comedy from nothing.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's where a lot of my, you know, they say comedy comes from pain. (laughs) I think it's. I found
0: uh, a. This is the suspense part. Yeah, yeah.
3: They say comedy comes from pain. (laughs) I also. I find it helps to have a few jokes to toss at
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what were you going to ask me, a real question? I don't remember anymore. What, what did, you when did you start? start? Okay. Yeah. Comedy. So
3: I started comedy. I started, um, I mean, I was always joking around and stuff, but I, start, I started taking it seriously uh, in college. I, to the, mic, close yeah, to the mic, closer to the mic. Yeah, closer to the mic. I'm going to have to make some arrangements. I, uh, there you go. I hurt my back last week. I've been you editing and then I was uh, I think that's what did it it is I
1: hurt my back almost monthly now from editing and then doing dumb shit
3: don't
0: you have like an editing chair though that like prevents that shit um is there there's
3: one that like tilts it differently right uh,
1: I have one I just it's just a thing that you attach to it and then it pushes your back like this yeah that's what you need see
0: mine's my neck my neck constantly will fold they have ones that you like push your neck back (laughs) everyone else who can see that yeah um you know what I'm talking about? Um, no. No, oh, they like cradle your head. I think now the big thing is standing desks. Yeah, I just bought one. Did you? Yeah. It's in that box in there. I got to put it together. Cool. It's tight. Yeah. Should we stick around and <laughs> <No? Put>, help <laughs> yeah. put that standing we'll desk put together? It, man. Put that up on Facebook Live. I'm I'm creating comedic suspense. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I got started. I met a group called Isaac Improv in college, and they were performing at my college. Like okay. Christiany college oh, malone that's right. university and uh... you were
1: like a super christian yeah i was a super christian what college
2: was this malone or...
3: university in canton ohio my alma mater old malona i don't really know no, song. i was what gonna do you... say man you could finish that song <laughs> I, w- I really wish i did in fact that's one of the things i regret about my college experience learn your alma mater I think it would be nice to be able to sing it at a podcast if you're doing it 10 years, 15 years later. <laughs> I okay. know
1: I know the alma you know, mater for a school that I didn't go to. Why? Because it's a, I'm a Husker fan, so I know the University of Nebraska's um. song, but I don't know my own. Is that what it's called, Alma Mater? That's the song? Well, yeah. Alma Mater is... the Isn't it just oh. what you, the school you went to?
3: Yeah, but then there's a certain song. I don't know what, it, what the term is.
1: Oh, I yeah. thought, yeah. A, that's cool. For right? Nebraska it's uh, the boys are the squarest, the girls are the fairest of any old school that I knew. Yeah. Yeah, they all kinda of have that
3: old timey Yeah, because they're all written in like late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. We could update those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started I basically would you believe I was a bit depressed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I had the uh, the pastor's daughter had
1: dumped me.
0: Oh. Oh, oh no! Man. What a jerk!
3: Yeah, what a, man?
1: Did you and, ever get uh, your revenge? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> By becoming a comedian, <laughs> in Hollywood.
3: Yeah. 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 I got him on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the We've, nail in the Do coffee. you ever hope that she
1: saw those Xbox commercials and just was like, "Oh
3: my god!" <laughs> I don't think. Unfortunately, I don't think that That's was enough to uh, to pour hot coals. You know, you can only do it with kindness, really. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you can do for revenge: is be nice. No, um, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I, but I, I basically dropped out of school for a while. I finished the uh, semester, and, and so I was a few semester. I was about halfway through, or oh, maybe I was most of the way through my schooling. But I took a year off, and I just toured with them, and I was their intern. But I, there were no toilets to mop. It was great. I was just like I sold merch after shows, and I I did I ran their sound for them, and then halfway through that first tour, which was a four month tour, halfway through one of their guys left, and then I became the third guy. I was thrown into the spotlight, and I was awful. It was a real... You were awful? <laughs> oh, I was so bad for a while. I had no idea. In fact, I used to remember I'd enter every scene with an accent. Like, uh, <laughs> I thought I was Robin Williams, you know? I thought I could do every uh, different... Which, actually, I, I still credit for really pushing me. It, it, I grew a lot as a performer during that time. Well, you were performing a lot, right? A ton. Oh, but we were doing short form for, like, a lot of churches or big crowds, like... It was interesting. I think we were doing over 200 shows a year. We would do a couple of week. Sometimes you'd be doing like a thousand people. You'd be doing a show for a thousand people, and then the next day you might be doing a show for ten people. So it was hit or miss. Oh, that's
0: crazy. Where do you do a show for a thousand? It's just like at a church, like a big churches, like multi those big huge churches,
3: yeah, and uh, camps. A lot of it was like mm-hmm. camps, and so like a lot of maybe a lot of churches would come together, especially in Texas, like a big. Uh, texas corpus christi texas denton texas there was a lot of big camps that we would go hit and uh it was great i mean it was fun but it, but you're always much more technically challenging because we had to deal with lav mics oh yeah and and improv is just the worst for the and it was way back were they wired lofts yeah i mean it was just no i just think it'd be really funny if they had like oh, wires in occasionally your... yeah oh like, really See, that's the thing we had a rider like we did everything like it was a we kind of operated like a band. You had a writer because you had to have a writer because uh, they had to know if they wanted us to perform for a thousand people. Those people have to be able to hear us. Like sometimes people didn't know what to expect or what they were getting, and um, so you had to have the ability to project that sound. You know, if we could do up to like 150 people, but beyond that, you have to have a sound system or 200 people, but you have to have a sound system.
0: That's that. crazy. So you would go. I'm assuming this is is was it long form. Short form, mostly short form, form,
3: which had its advantages for an audience that has never seen improv. You can't; it'd be tough to jump into a long form show. Yeah, people don't get it. They don't don't get get it. it. But short form, short form, it's easy. You teach them a game. You kind of involve the audience. And a lot of our bit was we we had like a whole opening that we would do that was really tight and had some built-in jokes that would win the audience over. Mm -hmm. And then you start playing these games and kind of like using the audience, doing those simple short form games. And by the end what we would try to do is really win the audience over. And then, you know, by the end of my time touring with them, we were doing more long form because we had seen UCB in New York and we saw long form for the first time. I would started... love to
1: watch church kids go to UCB <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, but... um, Was it weird? Like, was it... It was
3: awesome. It was like, we were way into... By that point, we were comedy nerds, you know? I mean, we were into improv. We were seeing a lot of different improv. Like, they got their start out of a... They were going to a spot in Orlando called, like, SAC or something Sac like comedy that. Comedy yeah. yeah.
0: I have a few buddies. I'm from Florida, so, so I, yeah. And
3: they started out at St. Pete Clearwater, oh, yeah, like yeah. a coffee shop that was out of a church. Oh, cool. I forget what it was called. I think Big Ray's Rib Shack or something was the name of their comedy group. Mm-hmm. And a place called Smiley's. I, I never saw this place. I always heard about it. But anyway, so then we were seeing, but then eventually they were stationed out here on the West Coast. And we would go see Bay Area Theater Sports. We would go... We went to see, of course, Second City in Chicago when we were on tour. And then uh, first time we saw Long Form was New York. That's cool. It was cool. Second then, City didn't do Long Form
0: at that point. It was, and
3: I saw Geth, Gethard and Neil Casey. Oh, wow. That's cool. It was way back. I remember ever had a long conversation with Neil
1: Casey. Oh, that's cool. Afterwards. I, I've heard so much. I've never... I don't think I've ever seen him perform, nor have I ever met him. I mean, I've seen him, but I don't think I've ever seen him perform. But Gethardt... I got to see him at DCM um, years ago, and he was fucking amazing. Yeah, that guy.
3: So, and and then that's how I ended up out here. And then I finished school, came out here, blah blah blah. I wanted to, I knew I wanted to go to UCB. Yeah, and when you been on
0: out here? At the time.
3: They had just started out here. In yeah. fact, when I came out, to, I finished school by doing an intern, uh, like a film program that gave me an internship out here at Fox, Fox Comedy Development, and um, I, that was my final semester of school. In fact, I tried to get my internship at UCB, but through the program I did, I, they had to set me up, which probably worked out better that I was at Fox Comedy Development, not cleaning toilets. But yeah, I
2: great. guess
3: you, whatever. But um, but so it was. I wasn't like the very first wave. I was like the next.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, cause I remember when I started taking classes, it was like 2007. Yeah. And like the big teams at the time were like, "Hey, Uncle Gary."
3: Yep, I remember them. I, and... watched, I, I was so I was in the audience during that time.
1: You were on. You were in. I, I, yeah, I got on on Flap Jackson. Of, end of
3: 2007, I think we formed.
0: But that's so. Flap Jackson. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It was a Harold team or a Monty. Flab Jackson, yeah, it was yeah. a Harold team. That and was that like was, one of the best too.
3: Yeah, that was by far the the best uh, improv team I was on officially uh, at the theater, I think. But because uh, it was like Bart Folkerts it was Bart Scott. Marissa Pinson, yeah, Scott Rogers, funny. Josh Simpson.
1: Josh Simpson was his
3: first... It, originally, it was Matt Jones of Breaking Bad fame. Oh, really? He I didn't Badger. know who was on that. Yeah, in fact, he started getting busy with Breaking Bad during that time and then eventually left because he was getting too busy. That's And cool. then he got replaced by... Let's see, who else we have? We had Lauren Palmogiano. Oh, yeah, I'm she was so her, funny. Yeah, she's great. She's she was still like a great. writer she's, for funnier diet. I, yeah, I think she still might be... She, Ooh, she, yeah, she's writing, she's directing, she's she's around, she's killing it. That's great. Marissa's writes for um what's that show? It's so good. It's the um that uh the show that Andre's on. Andre? Andre Vermulen. How do you I... say her name? Jeez, I don't know her how to say her last name. Andre's uh what's the show called? It's so funny. Um
1: Rod City. No, it's why? a
3: real. It's like a real pun kind of show. Darn it!
1: A real pun kind of show. Hang on, I'm gonna
3: look it up. I gotta look it up. This is driving me crazy. <laughs> okay.
1: and, Andre is her name.
0: He's just gone. Dre. You know Andre. Hey, Am I? He's just creating suspense. to yeah. make Up. Something.
3: See, this is what I was talking about. This is what I, I was. Can't talking wait about. to hear this button what is her show called I can't remember what it's called it's very funny it's so it good It's familiar but I it's don't like they're on their second or third season it's it's like the best um, it's very funny I love it anyway New Girl no it's oh, I can't I'm um, never going to think of it hang on let me is see there famous people it in it
1: yeah blackish okay
3: here she is on set season finale Angie Tribeca
1: oh I've, I've never been, even seen it's very show. funny
3: it's great you should watch it it's, okay. it's very funny but Marissa writes for that which is, makes so much sense who else? There's somebody I'm missing. Kendall Mayhew was it originally on the team? I don't team? know who that is either. You know, Kendall? She's around. Um. Uh. But then the, the we also ended up with Alan Loeb. He replaced mm-hmm. somebody. Alan Loeb was so then, funny. Then oh Matt ja- Matt Jones got replaced by Ryan Perez, former SNL. writer Oh Ryan, Ryan Perez. Perez. I remember when he got put on SNL? Yeah. Yeah. We were having a blast. I thought we we were doing our best shows, and uh, the end had nothing to do with uh, what we were doing on stage. Yeah, <laughs> which was disappointing. How many teams do get graduated? How often does this happen? Is this once in every five years that a Magic team comes along and gets graduated to to do a regular show? Or does it happen more often? I think it happens slightly more often. I think part of it now is
1: back then they only had like what twenty one slots to fill or whatever. Yeah, it's and totally now they've different. got forty six. Totally to fill different, whatever.
3: So exactly, it was way competitive. There was one stage. There weren't even as many slots at night. Like there weren't the seven p.m. slots right. weren't a thing. The late night eleven p.m. slots weren't
1: a thing yet. I think it was just like eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, something yeah, like that's that. Crazy. It was,
3: or or there was, or maybe it went. Because I remember we I, I know, think the, the only
1: graduated team LA had at the time was uh, last day of school, and then Convoy. Oh, yeah.
3: Convoy came out of a different, th- like, I think the first...
1: Convoy came out of the cage match, it right? came out of cage match.
3: Look
2: here's
3: the thing you can there's make, like, you can like make zero excuses zero people who know <laughs> exactly this is all very inside yeah. let me just say this if you want to be undeniable you could go i could have, we could have gone and won 60 cage matches in a row like convoy did and then we would probably have a regular slot yeah. so why don't, you, that.
1: why don't you guys do a run again because it's hard
3: competitive so improv is hard <laughs> <It's> easy <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't want to be like a complainer who's like talking bad about people because every situation is what whatever you make of it. And frankly, I also like owe such a huge debt of gratitude. Like UCB gave me some validity in L.A. when I needed it. They like gave me the stamp of approval, Mm -hmm. gave me a place to perform, gave me a chance to promote myself. All those things were awesome.
1: Well, and then you've got – and you were also on Up, Up, Up.
3: And, and I was on up, up, up for three some years, and we got graduated, that was yeah, technically. the f- first mod teams, correct? Uh, yeah, but I joined them a little, not right away. Okay. I was asked if I wanted to be on a mod team, and I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Jack." And, and then I became great friends with Jack and uh, Evan and all those ga- guys. I, it was a great time. Yeah, and then you <laughs> did. And then you did, <laughs> and then and then I started, uh, what well, I started doing a show called Trophy Case. That's eventually, Trophy Case. Uh, eventually, you know, Mod was awesome. I think I was getting a little burnt out because there was a while there where I didn't realize that I needed to pick my battles a little bit. I was like, Hey, any chance I can get on that stage? I just want to be on stage. So there was a, a time when I was every night of the week performing, either at UCB or an in indie theater or coaching or I mean, it was non-stop improv non-stop performing and after a while I was used up <clears throat> I, w- I was totally done and it started affecting like how your enthusiasm about going to practice and stuff it started to feel like this is a job this it felt like I was you know having a part-time job and I got a little burnout on it and I was like I just have to do my own thing i you know i had been doing it for eight years at that point and I still felt like I hadn't Broken through the way I have now. <laughs> 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 no, but I just suddenly felt this urgency like, I gotta do my own stuff. And I had an opportunity to do a sh- show, an ex girlfriend was throwing a show at an indie theater, and I was like, I'll throw a show. And then, of course, the, for the first time ever, had the ability to throw all of myself into one thing where I wasn't trying to pitch a show because I had pitched countless shows and it was always no, 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 no. Why don't you do this? Okay, inherit some weird thing that I don't know what it is and try to figure it out. I always felt like I was doing someone else's show Mm -hmm. and never getting to do do what I wanted to try and I just got to finally throw myself into something. and turns out when I get to do that, it's really fulfilling and really, really challenging and it was like... My the favorite my favorite thing I've ever done. So you on? used
1: to take the audience outside of the theater? Yeah, yeah. And I took them out and... Uh, like jump cars on bikes?
3: Yeah, I jumped over my roommate's car on a BMX bike uh, <laughs> after one of my shows. Uh, that was Trophy Case. Was
1: that part of the show or was it... Yeah,
3: yeah. It was a whole thing leading... There was a whole storyline and sketches <laughs> and the whole thing leading up to it. And a lot of that started ha- happening because... Um, I started trying to figure out a way to get people to come to the first one, and so I started advertising that I would do a backflip at this show, and no one knew that I could really do a backflip. And, and it was at the clubhouse, which is a little space, so it was like, how's he going to do a backflip in there? So then I took people outside into the alleyway afterwards, and it, it did the backflip. Of course, I would build it up into a, a whole ordeal. It's hard to explain how it would be fun to be in that audience, but it was really fun. Yeah. And then, like in another one, I um... well the well, videos are... were fun because I used to watch all the videos. Yeah. Are these
0: are sketch. These are all sketch shows you wrote. Or yeah, were they, they would be
3: loose. They would be like a loose form where I would have the outline, and I would get a bunch of people involved in it, and everyone would know what their bit is, but no one knows what the whole show is. So there would be parts of the show. Like in the first one, I had Scott Rogers do a bit where we did this twice, where I had him pretend to be drunk, and gradually over the course of the show, he'd be acting more belligerent. So it's like he's the drummer and he's being a little belligerent when we're playing our songs and then later in the show he's kind of talking through somebody's sketch and then pretty soon i'm confronting him and we get into a fight in the back of the room during a, a, a sketch that's supposed to get interrupted scott bell's playing a really sweet song and did the guy
1: on stage didn't
3: know no he knew he was oh. in on it but he was playing like maybe a uh, I think "Love at the Five and Dime" by like <laughs> Nancy Griffin or Kathy Griffin. What's her name? It's like an old. Nancy. No, I don't think
1: it's Kathy Griffin. It's Nancy,
3: or it's a Griffin. It's Peter not, Peter Griffin. It's Peter Griffin. No, it's <laughs> "Love at the Five and Dime." It's an old old song. But, uh, it's a beautiful song. But uh, he just keeps playing, and we get into this horrible fight until I'm, like, choking him and screaming, Oh, Kale, yeah! <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's really fun, and then we all stand up and take a bow together, and <laughs> that's the first time anyone knows it's uh, not. In fact, the first time we did it, it was at UCB, and Kale th- thought it was Scott was really drunk, and he, um, when we, we kind of came out from the curtain, from the side of the stage... And the whole audience is now distracted and watching the commotion. And we spill out, and we're having this huge fight. And Kale jumped out of a seat and grabbed Scott and was trying to drag him out because he didn't know it was supposed to happen. Kale Hills? Kale Hartman. Oh, Kale Hartman. Oh, Hart. oh, wow. Why are we talking about Kale? This is the worst <laughs> podcast ever. We should leave us out. Yeah. I think what was fun to me about that show, too, was it was a totally different format. I liked fucking with the reality. Like, that sketch with Scott, the um, the the drunk, the drunk guy interrupting a sketch sketch... It was so much more fun to me than, uh, oh, here's the game, let's hide and explore. It was like a different way at it. It was like kind of coming at the sketch a little bit sideways, and also just trying to... I love a spectacle. Like, I I think... Yeah. Like, I want to be entertained by a show, and laughing is part of that, but also, what the fuck is part of that? Fear is part of that? Or, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this Is part of that? Heartache is part of that? Like... There's all these other factors that can make something so fun to watch or be a part of, or, or also one of the things that made those shows so fun is that people you can still talk like, didn't you do this weird thing? And it's so unlike anything yeah. you've heard of. Hopefully, that was kind of the
1: goal anyway. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, also it's an homage to all the great people that I loved who did crazy, wacky stuff that, like Andy Kaufman. I was going
1: like, to ask you if you were had an, course, if you were inspired by Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Of
3: course, I was obsessed with. Andy Kaufman and, and everyone is, right? I think at a certain point, and like, how did he pull that off that made it so fun for the audience? I think I was obsessed with that. So one or, my... or how
1: he made the audience completely hate him too.
3: Yeah, and that, again, I'm, I love, he was doing something, like I think a lot of times his show might not have just been for the audience that was there. Like they were a part of, of, of something that's gonna grow across three decades four decades and going to become this huge legend that uh is maybe more impactful than beat heighten explore rest the game beat. i don't know right they, they, not that there's i don't want to again right, I don't it. interpret my words as i'm attacking a school or a form because there's so much value in in game and understanding that you have to understand game to break of game. course of course
0: were you teaching at ucb at some point sketch uh, not sketch, not just, sketch improv, just, just improv, just improv. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have to take any of their? I I took sketch. Day? I took sketch with Anthony King.
3: Oh wow. Okay. Right? Is that? Yeah. Uh, and it, he was fantastic. Highly recommended.
1: Who was the director of Up Up Up?
3: Um, Nick Weiger for a while, mm. which was amazing. Oh, um, I loved Nick. Who else do we have? Alan McLeod for a long time. Who else? Here's I'm sure there's first. people I'm missing, but. Almost as soon as we stopped – here's the the other thing. We stopped having a director, and things stopped working as smoothly. I will say that. Oh, yeah. That's when kind of the conflict started coming out. And and I do think there's a way that teams can work. In fact, the team that I first – I mean, the improv team that I first started on, Isaac, that uh, short-form team, we practiced – Amongst ourselves, all the time, it was like a part of our culture. Every week, when we weren't doing a show, we were, we would have a practice with just with just each other, and kind of self-note. And it wasn't like we just talk about the show. It wasn't like we were giving each other notes, but there's a there was a way to do that. But I will say, it's nice to have a coach.
1: Every improv team I've ever been on that didn't have a coach did not last long. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah, a
3: special yeah. situation. I think. Yeah, they usually fall apart yeah you gotta have oh, an outside you have source someone, telling yeah. you you're saying the hard stuff to say because typically
0: yeah. one person in the group will then try to yeah. make decisions and then people will be like well hold on you never did this in the past yeah so now you think you're just gonna step into this role? yeah you know group sure dynamics e- are hard yeah ego sure yeah I'm
1: group good. dynamics are re- dynamics are really hard like especially and i think on sketch teams even more because like with an improv it's like everybody just like makes bad di- decisions sometimes <laughs> But with the sketch, like you went home, <laughs> he worked and you on it. Thought yeah. about that bad idea, and then you brought that bad idea in after thinking it was a good idea.
0: So that's then that's funny. Like, yeah, that's interesting because that's why that's why people get their feelings hurt so much. Yeah, because they invest so much time into it.
3: Okay, let me turn the tables here. What what are you guys writing? What are, what teams
1: are you guys working on? Um. Well, he's on Dad Jeans, and I'm on Miss Smith. But we just yeah. wrote something. Well, I wrote it actually. He, oh, yeah. but we filmed it this weekend. Nice and. It's it, and the thing that's interesting to me is that it's so much kind of in that vein of the type of stuff. Not it, it's not Andy Kaufman esque, but it's very like there's no joke. Mm-hmm. There's no joke.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, there's no. It's the there's uh, no real game of it. I guess right. It's just. I mean, yeah. There's a funny comedic like expense. It's yeah, what it is, but like exactly. it's played very serious. <laughs> yeah. But
1: the topic is just so stupid. Nice. Mm-hmm. But it's that kind of like that's the kind of stuff that I really like. Like I don't, and I appreciate people that can do it. But I'm not a big pratfall guy. I do like dicks and balls and stuff. But of course. But sure. for the most part, like Absolutely. I'm not like well, a big no. like.
3: Tough to build a career on that, but you can do it. You, you, you can, can do, do it.
1: it. I mean, if I got, I wish I
0: could. <laughs> if you could, oh man, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. So but I'm like, like I'm like you though in a sense where I like the show of things. I'm kind of, all my sketches are very. Meh. When I try to do like game-based stuff, where it's just like this, 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 I don't nearly have as much fun, and I don't put like my heart and love into it as much as when I do. Like I rig stuff up, rig stuff up, and like I'm known to like. I don't know if I'm known, but it's what I love to do. Is like create squibs and sh- you know nice. blow people's heads off and drop stuff from the ceiling and oh, like. Oh, that's cool. You know, that's that's what he I rigged fall twenty toward.
1: penises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so.
1: The, and then but one of the guys on his team blew blew the
2: joke. Yeah. I, yeah, you. He walked huh? For because
1: yeah. he walked off onto the sidelines and he goes like this and looks up. And so then I just looked up and I could see the tarp holding all the dicks. <laughs> but they pulled a rope and dropped twenty dicks on stage. Twenty concrete dicks. Yeah. That's
0: great. Yeah. But, but I concrete think dicks, they were paper mache. It was, it was paper this sketch mache. I wrote about. I went to the Vatican this past summer, and we were, we were touring the Vatican. And a lady was like, Um, as you can see, some of the statues don't have uh bits, um, they've been uh, removed, or during this period, they were removed and stored in a room. And I was like, what Like there's a room in the Vatican that has a bunch of just penises. <laughs> and, type, you know? and so I wrote, this, I wrote this sketch to where it was like Indiana Jones kind of S where we're going through the Vatican, you know, with the Pope. Oh, that's awesome. And then the Pope pulls the string and all the dicks. It's just a trap for the Pope to rape us. Like <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that old That old. That, old. <laughs> yeah, that old, yeah, standard trip. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I like that. I think there's, I don't. Uh, do, did you kind of fall into that because people were not doing it or is it just your style of like that's a, mean, that just made you laugh and so that's what you pursue both
3: yeah. you, you got to do what you think is funny and do what makes you laugh exactly just mm-hmm. stay in your lane and and what you what makes you laugh will make someone else laugh because of oh, it's your voice and it. so both but definitely i saw a lack of of that type of stuff i mean I don't want to just try to, like, write off a whole theater. Because I saw so much amazing creative stuff. Like, like even, like, I always, like, used to jump over the wall in improv shows. And, like, Mike Leffingwell is the first person I saw jump over that wall. You know, it's like everybody's yeah. kind of deriving from something. So I'm sure I was also hugely inspired by all the shows I, I watched, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if you don't go see a million shows, you don't know what's missing from comedy. And I, I want to also say this. I think sometimes people use weirdness or they'll reference Andy Kaufman as an excuse not to be funny or, or to yeah. to not have a joke. And it's like, man, I, I've seen that happen countless times where there's the one dude who sucks and is totally comedically tone deaf and they're arguing. They're arguing with the coach. They're arguing with teammates. They're trying, yeah. oh, you don't get it. You don't get it. They're trying to act like their they're elitist humor justifies whatever dog shit they're doing on stage or in a scene <laughs> and it's like no we get it we get it i right. mean there's the rare exception like i mean is eric andre maybe too out there for Harold Knight? okay right probably but still there's something bigger that's funny about eric andre in and his show that's and it's, he's not just being odd
1: right he's smarter what- he's being funny and Andy Kaufman is one of those things where there's nothing worse than watching a bad Andy Kaufman impersonator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone that's trying to do Andy Kaufman but isn't good at doing – he doesn't just read a book for an hour and a half on his first time out on <laughs> yeah. stage. Like he has a, like a lifetime he of built work. to it. Yeah. You know, that allowed him to do that. <laughs> and then people are like, yeah, of course he would do that. and comedic suspense
3: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and also the the thing to point out during that show everybody left it was not something that people could endure right for a long period of time Mm -hmm. like so you had to sacrifice something you and i also have a sensitivity about it's like it's a fine line you better be andy kaufman if you're going to put people through that like there better be something really funny at the end of it. It's sort of like this internet prank stuff that that has unleashed on the world. Yeah, it's like you can't just put people in an uncomfortable situation. And well, expect... those are all
1: fake too. Yeah,
0: most, you... of them, <laughs> most of them are contrived. Uh, which, yeah. which ones are these? to Clarify. Yeah, uh, it's it, where they like a a whole... steal a
1: bike and then the bike has a them cable. Up. Yeah. yeah, it
3: depends. Oh, okay. But there's some I I see. Where it's like, like I don't want to just put an audience through a terrible thing. There's got to be something redeeming about it. They've got to feel like they got something out of it at the end. Or or we were a part of the joke. The joke wasn't on them. I think that's the the luchador mask thing that you love so much. I think a lot of the audience felt like the joke was on them. Or they weren't allowed to be in on it. And maybe that's why it didn't play. Well,
1: I think what I loved about it was, it was (laughs) disorganized chaos after watching the greatest cage match team of all time at, the, at that time and they just come out I mean they're, the original name of that team was Beer Machine oh yeah it was Beer Machine was because, it. because they would they get, used to drink a six pack all of them would drink a six pack and then go do right? yeah and then they'd get wasted and do improv and so this time they just did that before they got on stage
3: uh, you were at Old TNT, right? Oh, yeah. We're reminiscing for Inside stuff. I know. <laughs> it will never get better than Old Sierra Bonita it, yeah.
1: and TNT. I'm the one that broke <laughs> that <laughs> wall in the back. That was me. I got drunk
2: and fell uh, in that wall during a
3: set. It's hard to explain how any of this is redeeming because so many of those nights were not redeeming. But it was. In fact, my parents went to that stage one time for some horrible reason. I took my parents to a show there and it was just awful. They of hated course
0: they hate that's it. not that's a but i'm gonna I cl- say something real quick oh go for sorry. it like sorry. no 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 as someone on the outside because i don't know like you guys have your you're, you're <laughs> like i can see it in your eyes there's like glimmer of like love well, well I'm, I'm assuming there still is but yeah. it's so serious now like i've never gone to a show and been like man i want to just get drunk and like I, I don't know just like it's more of like It just, it feels like there's a different feeling. And you might be able to, both of you could probably speak to this. Like, if you go do shows now, like, is there something...
1: I don't don't do as much improv anymore because it's just not as fun.
0: Yeah, but why is it not as fun? Is it because the state of comedy has changed? Or is it because... Too many shows. Too many people got so serious about improv that it's watered down. Uh, What do you think? I
3: think you're touching on a lot of truth. (laughs) Yeah. I think... I think, um... Improv, I don't know. I don't want to go. I am going to go make a bunch of stupid statements I regret later. Improv is going to survive and live on. It's an awesome art art form, but I do think there is a lot of stages. There is a lot of slots to fill. There is so many shows going on. How do you set yourself apart? It's like you got to do something, which Mm. I think we see it. What a lot of shows are doing are like bringing NBA players on, or bringing their parents Mm. on, and I don't know. It's just not what made improv. The, the best for me. Right. Well,
1: well, no, there you go again, attacking people. You're I'm an a, idiot. You're not attacking. So here, uh, maybe I can sum it up. Mm-hmm. Clubhouse
2: mm-hmm.
1: has two theaters, three shows a night, seven days a week. Gotcha. UCB Sunset, two stages. Three? Right. Oh, no, three. Two, two in Sunset and one at Franklin. Yeah, one at Franklin. Mm-hmm. IO has three stages. Mm-hmm. The Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, there was Franklin... Mm-hmm. There was IO, and there was TNT.
0: TNT was Clubhouse. TNT so. was the
1: first indie show. It like
3: that it was, wasn't a thing. Like yeah, Clubhouse didn't exist. TNT Club was
0: what <laughs> was the Clubhouse.
3: So so think about, it. and it was one night a week, Tuesday night, and it basically fed on some IO, some UCB. It's basically mostly UC, UCB. UCB but it was closer to io right or something yeah, like tnt that.
1: doesn't get the respect now that it did T- are T- they still T- running it, or did it yeah. they
3: was just so and it was
1: harrison uh. and jonathan smith yeah that were running it um, and now it's like ronnie and johnny and it's harrison sometimes john smith is in new york i think he's in the other he's on the other coast but anyway but th- that was the
3: first thing so now imagine seven days a week there's a full schedule which is sort of amazing.
1: If you wanted, and if you wanted to be at TNT, the best way to get a slot was to go to TNT. So your audience was always packed because people yes. wanted to perform.
3: And we mm. all did the jams. We all did these crazy jams. It was yeah. so fun. They were ridiculous. I mean,
2: yeah. you know how jams are. Yeah.
3: But it was great. I mean, those, those were the days it was exciting and it was up and coming. And you know what? I will argue that I bet there's people coming up through the system right now that are having similar experiences.
1: Oh, I'm sure. And probably,
3: you know, one day they'll talk, they'll look back and
1: be like, oh my God, the clubhouse. Mm. So you don't ever have that, like, let's just get fucked up
0: and do improv? No, I guess, like, I put, I take it as, like, <laughs> I guess I'm too serious. I, I've, I mean, when I first started up, like, when I first started doing it, and maybe it's because, like, you guys already had, like, you know, you were in college doing it, so you kind of already had those growing pains of it. Oh, of there's sorts, some growing pains. You, you know, know and so happen. my growing pains were... At the clubhouse, at UCB Sunset, at UCB InterSanctum, at I.O. Like, so maybe I'm like... But, you know, now when I go, I don't necessarily... It's not a, like a pressure thing. You know, you just... Mm-hmm. You want to go and have fun and do it. But, I don't know. I feel like just like the state of comedy here locally is just like... You want to be the... You want to like fucking be the fucking best. And you want to crush it and, mm-hmm. you know, like go mm-hmm. out there. And there's like a lot of pressure to, to be good instead of just... No pressure and having fun artistically. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I would also say, I don't think everyone, uh, like, yeah, go have some beers, have some fun, but uh, beer, beer never made my improv better. You
0: no, know? it just made more fun. <laughs> it made it fun. Yeah. But
3: it's like, yeah, if you do want to do something good, you're probably going to have to straighten it out and take it, take it seriously. Yeah,
0: I wasn't by any mean like condoning.
3: Of course, yeah. of course, of yeah. course. I was just. It's a fine line, right? We used to get yeah. drunk
1: during rehearsals. We would bring beer someone beer rehearsal with... occasionally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Beer> <laughs> rehearsal. you know, like uh, like you, her- Oh, Aaron! I lived for the beer rehearsal. <laughs> Aaron McAvoy was the queen of it. She was the coach.
0: <laughs> for the beer.
1: Um, anyways, uh, so but so this lead us uh um, Let's transition to uh, transition. basically what, what were you? Well, I was going to say your web series you're doing now. Okay, so now I'm doing a web it's series. Very Andy Kaufman-esque.
3: It's for free on youtube.com, the website. <laughs> okay. It's called Acting Tips with Joe Hartzler. It's just called Acting Tips, and uh, I'm, I give acting tips and I interview actors, and uh, it's super fun. One thing I didn't uh, realize was how long it would take me to edit. I'm a really bad editor, <laughs> so it's taking me a long time, and I'm like, Sort of like learning, I've been learning to shoot as I go, so I think each episode gets a little better, like, in terms of the uh, the quality, hopefully, as mm-hmm. I learn how to shoot manually. <laughs> I actually thought they looked pretty good. I figured either you knew what you were doing or you hired somebody. I'm figuring it out. I'm doing it all myself. I'm shooting it, sound, everything's done myself. I treat it like a podcast, I pay, but I pay everyone 20 bucks who comes on to prove that... Uh, actors can be paid for auditions <laughs> that 's what i 'm proving throughout the series it 's a very it 's a powerful series <laughs> but um the one I got dropping soon is Josh Simpson, and then i 've got a bunch of people so many fun people coming up uh still to come but it 's a a real show that I shoot in my backyard i there 's um a, a building back there that I kind of train and work out of and I coach out of sometimes. And so I keep looking at you. No, okay, <laughs> he's pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's super fun. It's a uh, it's a weird one, but it's like it's real and funny, and uh, there's some adventure in it. I ride motorcycle. I wreck my BMX bike. There's a lot of cool stuff. That, was that an
1: accident, or did you actually wreck the BMX bicycle so you'd have the bit?
3: The funny thing about that is um, I actually had an emotional phone call. That was so... Oh, and then you can s- tell in the episode that you're not joking about It was that. so significant that I turned on the camera because I thought, this is part of it too. And uh, then I jumped on my bike and I was real worked up before I went. And so it was like a really hard <laughs> ride that I do all the time. So then with the normal jumps that I usually hit, I just <laughs> hit them a little too hard this time. And I have not wrecked that hard since... I was probably 11. (laughs) This was on a
0: a bicycle or a motorcycle?
3: On a bicycle, BMX bike. And I almost went over backwards, and I should have just thrown the bike, but I thought I could save it, and then I landed and went over forwards, and then smashed into the handlebars, and slid on my face, and it was a whole thing. But uh, I immediately jumped up and went home and started filming, because I was like, this is great. The funny thing about it, though, is I started shooting these shots, because I was like, i got to get it now, but I was was all flustered and uh, bleeding, and... It was a awful wreck. I literally was probably four feet high in the air and probably went a distance of fifteen feet, and then slid on my face. Yeah, it was. uh, It just looks like your (laughs) hand because I slid on my hands and then like I bashed my face. Actually, that little scar—I hit my handlebars and then I even slid like so bad. Like I I felt it on my tooth. (laughs) That's how close it got. Like I could have busted my teeth out. But I ran home and I started filming immediately. But by the time I got all these different shots and I wanted, you know, and I, my sound is messed up because I didn't have the mic plugged in all the way, and, um, but by the time I got all those shots, it was like 40 minutes later, and then I finally turned to try to start dressing the wound and almost passed out. Real close to passing out. I, uh, I suddenly had to <laughs> sit down, and it was like a just cold sweat. It was like all the adrenaline wore off suddenly. Yeah. Oh, damn. That sucks. <laughs> it's like the adrenaline is for fixing the wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what that's for that's why your body <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile
0: you're plugging microphones your yeah. Cameras. Yeah. Yeah. but i'm glad i got it you know yeah. it's like that's... so where
1: do you come up like where like
3: yeah, how where did do you this... generate
1: ideas do these just come to you in your sleep um you just
3: start shooting stuff right you just start creating stuff well and the funny thing about this show is also look i have a theory that what you try to do with your whole life if you're going to be a creator is try to surround yourself by as many paintbrushes as possible, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that theory about improv scenes, and I believe it about life. Here's how it applies to improv scenes. Everybody settles for too little information in their improv scenes. We don't know anything about the world. Get a couple of regular, mundane, ordinary specifics out there, and the more the better, because all of those specifics generate ideas. Mm -hmm. Instead of, we're out of cereal. Why didn't you get any? And then an argument starts, and we're bored to death, right? Be specific add real details give yourself something to paint with right if you don't add details we can't paint with anything okay there's my improv rant okay great and here's my riding rant it's like I skateboard I, I ride a BMX bike I love riding motorcycles I love I'm playing music and that's something that kind of when I took some time away from the stage a little bit I started getting more into music now every day I take time out to pursue music I'm not great I suck. But I record. I make loops. I, I mess with stuff. I force myself to do it because I started putting it in my live shows. I wanted there to be music, and the, the only way to do it was just to figure it out and do it right. Mm-hmm. So I've been recording and 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 messing around. Occasionally, I'll just crank out and and record just a slop session. Well, then when I'm like, I was editing that episode, I went back and, oh, it turns out, I, or that trailer, turns out I had a song uh, that I could use for it. So I used a song for it, or the skateboard episode, I had some recording randomly, and it sort of, it worked that it wasn't great, and it wasn't perfect. So there's a couple things going on. One thing I'm realizing is, um, stuff doesn't have to be perfect, just keep creating stuff, because the more stuff you create, the more paintbrushes you have to, uh, to paint with like if you're already a good capable writer if you're free writing all the time it's not gonna be hard when you have to write something for jo- your job if you're doing comedy all the time it's not gonna be hard when you walk into a audition theoretically even though it is right they make it real tough but you know what i'm saying supposedly you just keep exercising those those muscles so for me what this show is about is i'm trying to Man, I ran out of words. I'm trying to take comedy out of the stage and put it into the real world and into the things that I love and, and combine all those things. I love camping. I love riding motorcycles. I love playing music. I'm, so I want to make a comedy series that features all that stuff.
0: Do, do you, um, like, when you did this series, did you just write down a bunch of the ideas that you were like I want to do this 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 or is it more fluid in the sense we're just like well oh, you do one and then you see how that feels and go on yep. to the next
2: yeah
3: if in fact one of the things I didn't I'm totally just figuring it out with this series because it's the first time I've been shooting my own stuff really but um which has been awesome and way fun but uh I realized it's <laughs> I didn't count on it being it's so easy to shoot stuff I just started I lined up like Six people. Who are people that I think would be really fun to get in, and interesting to get in here for different reasons. So I brought them in, and I just shot it. It's all just improvised kind of stuff, and then you write it in the editing, basically. Mm-hmm. You write it with the song you pick. You write. I mean, the editing mm-hmm. is so huge. That's that's why editors get paid a lot, and why editors' assistants get paid well, because it's uh, it's it totally shapes the whole tone of your piece. I've been reading the. You can totally fuck a great performance totally totally it's everything i've been reading the um gene wilder's doc book which gets annoying at some point because it just becomes a list of all the great roles he got handed and all the (laughs) beautiful women he had sex with uh (laughs) gene wilder gene wilder man it's like yeah um but there's hope for everyone
1: yeah man i need to become super famous and rich
3: what did this have to do with i've totally forget what how this applied
1: yeah. Oh, he was talking about editing. editing. And the first oh, yeah. time, him and Mel
3: Brooks went in and started editing um, the Young Frankenstein, and they watched a scene, and, they, and Mel was like beating his head against the wall, and, and Gene was like, "That's I'm ruined," you know. It's like, and he's like, and Mel said something about, "Listen, in this many weeks we'll have a barely watchable something scene, in this many weeks it'll be sort of okay, and in this many weeks we'll have like a two minute masterpiece," you know. Yeah. He said it much better. You should read right. the book. I'll read the book. Mel Brooks I'm, sounds I'm like a, a very funny person. Really? Yeah, he sounds hilarious.
1: Yeah, I've never, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you guys might be shocked to know this, that Mel Brooks sounds funny. <laughs> Speaking of sounds funny... Okay, I'm rambling. What about you guys? Go.
1: <laughs> oh, we pitch. Yeah, we pitch. Oh, great. You're you ready for this? Yeah, let's yeah. pitch. Okay, so mm. what we're going to do, I'll explain this to Joe... Jeremiah has a list. Yes. Only Jeremiah knows this list. Jeremiah, where are you from? Uh, I am from Melbourne, Florida. Melbourne. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Australia.
0: Right? (laughs) Because of his accent? Yeah. Melbourne, Florida. Where's that? Uh, Orlando. Got it. Yeah, like East Coast. Yeah, East Coast. Right, like Daytona Beach. Yeah. South of that. Cool. Yeah. Are you looking up pictures of motorcycles? (laughs) And what kind is your 450? It's a Yamaha yz 450 yeah. yeah. Now, I'm bleeding my brakes on my CR. I bought a new brake line, and I'm getting air. And th- no one cares about this. I do. Okay. <laughs> well, well, for us, there's air in the, the front master cylinder, so uh. I'm trying to see if anyone has any creative techniques on getting it out, and I oh. found out found what oh, okay. to do. Yeah. But no, I was pulling up. I have to go on iCloud since I'm not on my Mac oh. to go look up. Yeah, uh, The list.
1: It's all in the cloud now. Yeah, the,
3: cloud. the cloud. You want to know what
0: the cloud is? <laughs> the cloud
1: is just someone else's computer. Oh, really? That's all it is. It's just another computer. <laughs> Different computer. Yeah. Um. So he's going to give us a – okay. you're going to pick a number. One through I believe it's 16.
0: Yeah, 16. Okay. 16.
1: And whatever the number is, we're going to do whatever that says. It could be like the living room. It could be call – A shoe store called Zappos, and (laughs) they have to answer anything you ask them. Uh, Whatever it is, we'll use that information then to sort of generate ideas that could be sketch pitches. Nice. And just it's just to kind of see how people's brains work and what tools we have to generate ideas. So far, the worst one has been sound and movement. Ugh, I hate that. (laughs) I hope we get it. I hope we get it because then I get to record it for love of (laughs) mine. Man. You gotta make me not sound like a terrible uh, dude. person. Dude, you're, I'm you're gonna, I'm weird. gonna, I'm gonna delete anything you want me to. But the more you bring it up, the more stuff I gotta delete later. I know. I gotta, st- I gotta stop. <laughs> I could just edit myself. I think it's a <laughs> I'm the same way though. I just talk, and then later I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Okay.
0: Got it. All right. So let's see. Let's let me get my numbers straight. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Only 13. I don't Go know why 13. we thought 16. We added some on, but then I deleted some. Okay. So, yeah. So you just pick a number between one and 13.
1: One and 13? Yeah. 13. Okay. I knew before you said 13 that you were
3: going to pick 13. If I had ridden my motorcycle here, I wouldn't have picked 13. Yeah. I'm, like, paranoid about stuff. I'm not superstitious at all, but uh, when it comes to the motorcycle, I'm weird.
0: I'm very yeah, much that way. for sure. I, I, I got to feel right and yeah, everything. Yeah, I got to feel right. I The other day, I was leaving work, and I was like, man, I don't feel good. And I had to ride my motorcycle, home, and I was like, I got to be super careful. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. You get this, like, internal feeling. And then I park my bike for a while. I'll ride for, like, six months, and then I won't ride because I feel like I've – like decrease my level of luckiness, you know, <laughs> and you got to give it some time to build it back up just so you can drain it again. It's scary. It's
3: or here, here's one. If I've uh, done something I think is like a good thing, like if I'm like, <laughs> this this happened a couple times, i be like editing an episode. I'm like, oh, that's too good. I can't ride my motorcycle. Uh, too good to go out on <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy it like the story's too good it's like and then he got killed on his motorcycle and uh, <laughs> you know it's like, yeah. left behind this uh this masterpiece. Do you ever like say... This masterpiece <laughs> vlog. Do you ever like get ready to
1: go on your mo- out on your motorcycle so you make sure as you're leaving to say something really profound so that way if you do die on your motorcycle, you left on a really profound note? Man, I'm always saying profound stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you ride? Do you ride? <laughs> no. He's just,
0: he's just constantly writing, talking to pe- people in profound uh, ways. Do you ride at night? Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's weird, you know. See, I don't ride at night and I don't ride on the highways.
3: Yeah, that's it. You, you, you get used to it. I feel. Yeah. I try to just try to go up the
0: crest a lot. That's well. The only reason I do that, it's. I mean, I've been riding motorcycles since I was like, probably ten. Yeah. It's other people that I'm worried about. Exactly. You know, especially at night. No one sees. You know, Night's weird. Dude, we should go ride, man. Let's do it. I. I. It's good to know someone else who rides. No. You know, I was telling my girlfriend the other day. I was like, I need some riding buddies. I'm in this comedy community. And no one, no fucking one rides. rides. Exactly. Rides. It's. <laughs> and i found the other person tweedy doesn't ride he's scared Fuck no dude i'll <laughs> die dude i know i will die if you grew motorcycle. up
3: riding it's a little different like i was literally yeah. like getting ridden around on a honda 50 by uh neighbors
1: when i was t- three you know? yeah yeah my brother had a motorcycle but i still like yeah. i just know myself Man. It's I, not, I mean, you know, I don't like. Dri- I like. I like to. I don't even like to write, drive cars. Like I drive big <laughs> ass jeeps <laughs> and trucks and shit, just so if I were to run into something, I would win.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, here Thirteen. Is. All right. I don't know what this one is. Oh no. Oh no. It's called Blinded Book. Blinded Book. Now we made this list, and I think what it, I think what it was was I read a passage. Yeah. yeah, I think like, that's what it was. Like yeah. you go
1: into a book and you blindly read a paragraph or yeah. something. Yeah, and then, Ooh. all right,
0: so I'm going to go grab a book. Get like,
1: a, yeah, get like a. I'll get a real meaty. Yeah.
3: You know, I think I, I've, uh, that's what I do in my improv practices now, is I always have uh, a couple books around to, to, for grabbing suggestions.
1: Oh, are you still coaching?
3: Just one team. I have one team called Fruits and Nuts who I love, and uh, I only coach them. Oh, and that's I, cool. A book, a A book. book, Yeah. I also like to pick a couple different, like pick a few different styles because then you'll get different kinds of, you know. Oh yeah. Cormac McCarthy words are going to be different than
1: Salinger words, right? Right. I would only the only books I've ever really read are like um, the Hunger Games. There you go. They got all
3: kinds of words in there. Probably all kinds of words. I heard words. uh, a kid used the Hunger Games uh uh to fashion a tourniquet. I read this somewhere just this week. There's like a friend got hurt on a camping trip and they used the Hunger Games to fashion a tourniquet.
0: Oh, like they knew how because of the Hunger Games? Because that's of the cool. Hunger Games.
1: That's cool.
3: I got
0: to go watch the Hunger Games. Katniss, Katniss Everdeen all day. All right, I have three books. Should we pick Should I just pick one? Yeah. Yeah, that one looks like it's in Russian. Okay, this one's Irish. cool. Okay, Irish Legends. All right. Ooh.
1: Ooh, that's a great one.
0: Yeah. Uh Shout out to the Los Fila's public library. You go there on Sundays and you can get like quarter books. I bought this hmm. book for 25 cents. Aren't nice. they free in a
3: library? I hope we get no, the... you um, buy them
0: and you take them home. Oh, okay.
3: I hope we either get The Legend of Bono or The Legend of Bloody Sunday.
0: Ooh. do you want to do you want to do the honors
3: no please i've been talking this whole time no Someone but <laughs> the that's point. the whole point oh, yeah gosh. you're you're gonna do
0: the honors yes. yeah what am uh, i
3: asking for i apologize to the listeners <laughs> i i've really let's um, hear all those accents you've been bragging about <laughs> <laughs> um, you know i only the real, i say, i'm annoying in real life but i'm probably extra annoying on here because i'm getting asked a lot of questions That's i talking a lot. People that are listening are coming here to listen to you talk. These accounts accord well... Should I do an Irish? Uh, It's up to you if you can. Nope, can't do it. These accounts accord well with the archaeological evidence, which has come to light at Entremont and Rogapertuse.
2: Entremont (laughs)
3: and Rogapertuse are uh, proper nouns. Two Celtic... Shrines in southern France. Careful reconstruction has shown that several heads were ritually displayed in these environments. They were nailed into a series of hollow niches. Niches, maybe. (laughs) Set in a range of porticos. Good golly. Really? (laughs) I mean, you look at that word.
0: Yeah, that's as good as I could say porticos, but... I'm terrible. Fragments
3: <laughs> of a spearhead have been found in one of the skulls, reinforcing the argument that these were the heads of young warriors carried off in battle. Okay. Great. Uh, I guess I should have kept the passage open.
1: Okay. What did we get from that? I have s- actually a couple ideas. I
0: got a couple ideas. so go for it?
1: Um, my first idea would be like a, um, you know those shows like House Hunters? Mm-hmm. But the person describing it is just describing like you could put you could put dead human heads here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know where that starts or ends, but that's my game. Oh yeah, that's like a. Uh, I, I, I don't think you can start at that beat.
3: I think it's fun. I think uh, by the end of that, you would uncover that this person was like a uh, a Till of the Hunt or something. Oh right? yeah, right. That's funny.
1: Be like, that's. Like Attila, like the real estate agent, Attila the Hun. Yeah,
3: yeah. He's, he's gotten out of... Uh, That'd be a great a blackout holder. sketch. Uh, like a runner. Yeah. <laughs> or they're shopping for the house. Well, I don't know. Where would I put all my heads? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's funny. Yeah, so the family is weird. Who's looking to buy. Wants to go and be like, is this shelf... Can it hold the weight? Be like, oh, you have trophies? Oh, no, no, no. I put my heads here.
3: You know what's funny about this? This re- literally reminds me of the pitch of Young Frankenstein. This is how it starts. He he literally says, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny if a, a a relative, you know, came and got me? I had to go to Transylvania or whatever." You know, it's like he just had like a "Wouldn't it be funny if?" Oh, so he funny. started writing it.
1: That's great.
2: Hmm.
1: Like, could it be? So, what if it's like a sitcom, The Huns, and then it's got the sappy music and it's like Attila the Hun and his wife. And they're all dressed in like polo shirts and khaki shorts.
0: So they're like very preppy looking. Yeah, but okay. then they
1: like are putting up their heads, mm-hmm. and it's just how they live and their neighbors and they're like cooking mm-hmm.
0: whatever Attila the would cook. Is that the like, is that the only weird thing people. that they have, or is it? Can we use if this is true? What else is true? Of course you can. You, to can. you gotta. To there's way. where we're gonna
3: use our game muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So what else do we know about uh... these people who wear khaki pants and white? Pants. <laughs> oh yeah, like they go golfing. Well, we got to come up with other. What's... who's Attila the Huns? Part... He was one of the
1: the Huns. The Huns.
0: What is this? I don't know.
1: Attila the Huns. So uh, we got to come up with more specifics were horse. about them. They were a horse. Um, they did raids. Yeah, they were like very similar to the like, Mongols, I believe. They had like the biggest at their time of existence. I believe they had like the biggest nation or whatever. I don't. I, there's going to be someone listening. Yeah, like, you know we're going to
3: But what I would do at this point is look up. I would have an open page to Attila the Hun, and I would find all the specifics about that culture, and then uh, plug it into a uh, real estate right modern day. Or
1: as you used to talk about, I think you stole it from Besser though. Of course. I know what you're going to say. What is the it? The game machine. Yeah. Yeah, that's Besser. The comedy machine. Yep. Yep. Turn the crank.
3: Yeah, and if you're out of jokes, it's maybe because you need to put some more information in the top of that uh, machine before you turn the crank. So, uh, you ran out of your joke. It's like, where do you go? Well, go to either real estate specifics or go to Attila the Hun or Hun specifics. Uh, we can't launch raids from here.
1: The, the dining room's too small. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's funny. Where are we gonna feed our armies? You know. Yeah, and like she's like setting up like uh, those like tables in the gr- like the tables with like the. Like I put for a kid's birthday party, I only have like three tables. I need more tables for all the for those like plastic, yeah, pop up. I like the
0: I like the like um, the the dichotomy. I think that would be the name, yeah of them being preppy. Something I'm, think, I'm mm. trying to go through the list of, like preppy things like mm-hmm. you said golf, yachting, yeah, mm-hmm. like like their boat's a pirate ship. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Like I don't know like. Yeah, I guess that's not till the Hun, but it's, you know, like, maybe they just have different ways of... Well,
1: I think the Huns were in the middle of, like, landlocked. I don't think they had boats. No yeah. boats, right. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're on a yacht and they're all terrified. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So playing with that. Like, they've never seen water before.
0: <laughs> so, so they go into their kitchen. Does water come out of this faucet? Yeah, of course. I don't want... <laughs> <laughs> Take it out. Rip it out.
1: What else was in that passage?
0: I forget it. I just
3: had trouble pronouncing words. I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of I don't have a lot of fun with that new teacher, uh, substitute yeah, teacher yeah. reading a difficult passage. Yeah, getting
0: really worked up about it could be fun.
1: a total character sketch. Could be total fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like how you, there's you said niche, and some people pronounce it niche, right? Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's kind of the key and peel sketch a little bit, right? The substitute teacher where it's like you start like 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 tomato tomato you know pecan pecan you start you create a whole sentence that has these words that you're pronouncing it and then you go on so like pecan or pecan depending on where you're from you know potato or potato you know Mm -hmm. whatever and then you get to words that are not that you know like because (laughs) be (laughs) cow like like Creating that, that it takes a lot of like writing work, I would think. Yeah. To find out what those funny words would be.
1: And then getting ahead of the audience and subverting it. Exactly, yeah.
0: Nailed it. Yeah. What else do we do?
3: From the from that passage still?
1: Um we can do another passage unless I'll you have
3: another more yeah, from yeah, passage. I feel passage, like I didn't Get much out of that passage. I was too focused on trying to pronounce the words. It did
0: make me think of recently. They found like in Mexico one of those bas What are, they're like old school basketball? You know the Aztecs used to play. Oh really? Oh, really? Yeah, like it's like a court with hoops. Did you, you ever see that Mel Gibson movie?
3: Yeah. Oh wait, you mean they were? It, you don't mean lacrosse, do you? No, 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 not lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like
0: I guess I don't know if it's where basketball was fundamentally started, or like, you know, the career uh, game Was have. James
3: May- Naismith a uh, Aztec? <laughs> <laughs> right, isn't that uh, who invented basketball? I think it was uh, James uh, I, Naismith. I had no
1: idea who that person was. I'm going to look it up. Look but up. it would be really funny to have like an Aztec basketball team, and like they're like doing like Aztec sacrificing the loser. Well, that's the
0: thing. Like, yeah, they found like severed off heads and stuff. So my thought would be like, <laughs> like, what if you had a basketball team that's play- like the Chicago Bulls? <laughs> The Aztec, um, whatever, whatever you want to call them, their mascot. Like I'm
1: not going out there, Coach. He just ripped out his heart. <laughs> yeah, like like they
0: got goats and pigs and people and, and just like slitting their, their throats. Stuff. Yeah, That's but really fun, but yeah. they're but then they're terrible at basketball <laughs> okay. compared Okay, you guys, to today's standards.
3: you guys have got to see the guy who invented basketball. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is great.
1: Oh yeah, opposite of a
3: basketball
1: player. Yeah, he looks like he's like four eleven and chubby. He looks like Churchill.
3: Yeah, yeah, he looks like what? Like he looks like he plays what's the croquet? Yeah, like yeah, lawn yeah. croquet. That's what he looks like, the inventor of. Yeah, or he looks like the imbe- inventor of like the Bunsen burner, but he's holding a basketball.
1: Yeah, he kind of looks like the Monopoly guy. Yeah. Does he have a? Yeah, but fat. I got a, He's pretty chubby that dude. Yeah, he's chubby. He was we'll
3: Okay, him. so there you go. We got some I mean I, okay. I I would say now we've got we've got some James Naismith material here. Yeah. Inventors of sports not looking like the sport like the inventor of uh, swimming uh can't swim. Uh, yeah. Oh no, I just suggested it's a, it. It's like a bird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who's the guy who invented swimming? It's like the first the first person is like I'm going to go out yeah, it wasn't the guy.
3: He can't swim. He was the first person that got the idea that uh, someone should try this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he out, made up rules.
0: Yeah, they're like cavemen. Go up, go out in the water. Like, why? Like, I don't know. It'd be cool swimming. Man, swim that's a weird left. thought. The
1: there, first person that ever got into water?
0: Yeah. There have
2: was you,
3: one. Have you heard this, that our noses are shaped the way that they are because uh, early humans evolved near water?
0: I have not heard of that. And they were like, what? So it stays, when you swim, it stays yeah, out? Yeah,
3: it's like water. If you dive into water, like, yeah. the water doesn't go in. And there's a couple other things. I feel like, uh, where did I hear that? On maybe one of those life shows or Planet Earth or something like that. I heard it on one of those shows that was talking about the early evolution of uh, humans.
0: Hmm. Interesting. That's really interesting. I just want to see a scene between a couple cavemen and one of them, like... Kind of like today, like, but you won't do it. Like, oh, I'll get in there. No, you, okay,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> or how many people
1: drowned before yeah. the first guy finally swam. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I have a feeling
1: that, like, <laughs> that, like, before, we, like, the the process of evolution happened in water. So by the time yeah. we were just sort of, like, and that wasn't even an, it wasn't even an afterthought. We were just in water.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess.
1: Sure. Um okay, second passage.
0: Second passage. We Another, some good let's ones do out. a different book though. I think you we'll one get different something book? different. Yeah. Can I, uh, a, can I do a picture book? Yeah. Yeah. Made, yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, describe the oh, picture. Okay. This is erotic art of the masters, the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth centuries. Erotic mm. art. Mm-hmm. Just three dudes talking Checking about erotic, erotic art. I shouldn't do that page. Yeah, that's like just a bunch
1: of cunnilingus. (laughs) Like a young girl giving cunnilingus to another older girl.
0: What a page to open up to.
1: Yeah, and why is it stuck together?
0: I don't know. I bought this book used. Oh, it's ripped. Yeah, it's ripped. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, A classic example of Persian erotica includes cantalabra and food dishes at the very bottom of the painting. The two lovers are clothed only in jeweled anklets, necklaces, earrings, and sandals. The scene is on the terrace of an Arabian nights like palace with an overlooking crescent moon.
1: I love it. How long would it take to get ready to have sex if you had to prepare all that stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Like a whole meal and candelabra. I guess that's what you do now.
0: Which which picture is this from? Well, it's weird. I think I, it's that I one. It classic are includes... Oh. oh, someone ripped it out.
1: Oh, those sons oh. of bitches. It must have been a good one. It must have been a
0: good one because someone ripped it out. So we can't even see it. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me see. Let yeah. me see here. <laughs> He's going to find
2: the
1: ghost page and like summon it.
0: But you know what? It's funny. That's the most used book, yeah,
1: <laughs> by far.
0: Because,
3: yeah. oh my gosh! <laughs> by the way, we check take a picture out of this. this dude's massive hammer. <laughs> if you if you notice, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it's like it's got this like um like a cartoonish like. It's very girthy. Uh, yeah,
1: it's a very stylized piece of art there. Yeah. I could watch like I could watch just a dude like three dudes drinking beers looking at like Pornhub and one dude is just like super impressed with the dude's dick. Like not like in like a like a weird like like not weird like a not like in a homosexual way, just in like sure. a like a
0: very impressed. Like sincerely impressed I think we've all been impressed. <laughs> Come on. Uh this made me think of um back home there's a, I think they might have it out here. It's called a rape. I think it's where's called. This, where's oh, the thing you're uh, talking about? Arabian Nights. I've been to one, in maybe in Florida. Right. So there's another one called Medieval Times. Yeah. They're very, they're pretty much the same thing. It's basically like a show in front of an arena that's like old school. They have horses and knights, and they fight. Um, it would be funny to like go to an Arabian, like you think you're going to Arabian Nights, but it's Arabian Nights, and it's just like a sex show. <laughs> <laughs> like you take your kids to like a view like I don't know it's like an adult show mm-hmm. called Arabian Nights mm. I don't know if that's a problem sex is
1: a very thing. difficult thing to write sketches about
0: well because you don't want to make people I, I feel like the, the sketches that we've written on dad jeans that have like sexual tones to it there's different there's dick jokes right which aren't really it's not about sex right dick jokes right. are just geniusly written well crafted <laughs> right. jokes but when you start doing like when you start i don't know about talking about sex but somehow just showing it even if it's fake totally fake sometimes most of the time my experience audiences get kind of funky about it what do you think Joe in your lifetime
3: yeah it's a little weird although i will admit as a as a comedian i've relied on my sexuality a great deal <laughs> it gets it opens doors <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) That's how (laughs) he auditions
3: I don't know I mean Hey I don't know uh, It's tough for me to make a a general statement Because I think there's probably I mean it's one of the most hilarious things of all time Okay I will say this Here's what I'll say about sex The funniest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life (laughs) Is is, uh, in the 6th grade uh, Marlene (laughs) A a person named I shouldn't even say her whole name I do not say her her whole name. name one of my parents friends i knew their family like from growing up sort of and she was like the sex education person she came to our school and we had always heard like all leading up like it used to be in fifth grade they did it but then for some reason it got bumped around and then it it was going to get done in sixth grade they were going to have a sex ed talk for our class right they come in and it's the whole sixth grade class guys and girls all together and it's like we've been kind of leading up to it right and this is the big day we all had to get a permission slip signed and everything and so my teacher mr sewell is uh there my sixth grade teacher very serious one of my favorite teachers ever but a really serious vietnam veteran uh this is a by the book strict dude in fact one of the most strict teachers i ever had um when he gave me a talking to i would be like in near tears you know because i was like oh my god you know it was like Mm -hmm. very intimidating Sex education class. I it is still I can quote it. I can still quote it. It was um. She's building up to it, and finally she turns. She's got a flashcard, and she turns it around, and it's like it's all been funny up to this point, but now it's a picture of a gigantic flaccid dong. She turns around this flashcard, and it's like a drawing, you know. And everyone is being so dead serious. And she's being so serious and awkward, and I am laughing. I cannot (laughs) stop laughing. And here's what she said. She said, some night when the man is feeling very loving in bed, the man and woman are feeling very loving in bed, the male will roll over and insert his erect penis into the female's vagina. And I lost it (laughs) that was the funniest way i had ever heard anything talked about it was so clinical it was so like because those terms that she was using the male will roll over and insert his erect penis into the females it sounded so clinical and hilarious and weird and unnatural and i am biting my arm i'm burying my head i am turning beet red i cannot get i cannot hide from this And, you know, it was one of those moments when you know you should not be laughing.
0: Those are my favorite.
3: Exactly. (laughs) That's when stuff is the most absolutely hilarious. So, I don't know. I think sex is pretty funny. I think you got to be careful about how you go about it. In that situation, it was just funny because adults were talking to children (laughs) in a way that traditionally is completely inappropriate, right? Right. But because it's like for this class and we're all... Okay, so I laugh through the whole day and I'm like, I'm just thinking, my 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 buddy Deeds is over there. I know he's laugh. I know he knows how funny it is, right? That's mm-hmm. and that's making me laugh harder. So after the thing is over, we get we're about to leave the class. This is sixth grade, and uh, I won't say her name. She comes up, and we're getting in line to go out to, for, to recess or something like that. And uh, she says real loud, right in front of the teacher, she's like, "That was really immature, Joey," right. And another the, student. Another student calls me out, and I'm going, like, I'm still cracking up. Like, this is still, like, the funniest thing ever. She's like, that was really immature, right? Just, and she just had to do it right in front of the t- Yeah. He holds me back and has this whole conversation with me after class. I've been a comedian for, like, 15 years. It's still the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever experienced in my whole life, and I will never experience anything funnier than that. So I have to say I think sex is pretty funny. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know how you do it on stage and I've also seen it be really unfunny and people are
1: weird about sex you know that Bill Hader sketch uh, where he's doing the puppeteer like they're doing the puppeteering and he's he has the Vietnam he's a Vietnam vet I just pictured like that kind of a character giving a sex head talk
0: (laughs) yeah like very strict by the book yeah Yeah. and like
1: but like crazy like definitely spend time in POW camp crazy like you know what I mean (laughs) All right, sorry for my another another long story
3: no, that was a very you, long know, you know story. you
0: know what though I kind of I have I have something that you guys might enjoy okay bring it um, you there's times in my life where I've had those like you it's because you shouldn't be laughing that makes you laugh even harder yes right is there a way to recreate that yes there is huh
3: I this is an improv note I give constantly yeah. which is just start scenes in a serious way yeah. like in a slightly you know or even if it's sad or any it's unexpected like it's so much easier to make that funny than it is to make a silly scene funny yeah it's so much easier to it you can make anything funny in church hmm. yeah right <laughs> man like that's you, a quote right if there you start yeah. your improv scene like church if the funny is going to if you're just disciplined, like it's That's it'll be right. so easy yeah. to be funny because
0: you're in a place where you shouldn't be laughing, right? Right. But if There's you like start
3: a... in such a silly place, it's hard to then, oh, that didn't work. It's like, oh shit, what do we do? Be sillier. Right. Yeah. It's hard.
2: Hmm. It's good.
3: Mm. So start in a real place. Yeah. I always say, uh, my other stupid, well, let's try to pitch this a little bit, right? You yeah. Said, okay. how do you start into, in a, in a serious place?
1: Mm-hmm. So starting the sex talk in a serious
0: place, yeah, um, or I don't know. What if it's like the first thing that pops in my head is terrible?
3: That's the, okay, so let's skip the terrible thing because oh, we all okay. know the terrible thing
0: doesn't do good. Doesn't
3: it? Doesn't work because people have triggers and people have like yeah. seriously gone through that and people don't want to have to deal with that shit right. in an improv show. It's like I.
1: What about like a mom and dad showing making their kids watch them have sex? But. Oh, that's
3: been done. Monty Python
1: did it. Oh, did it's they really? It's one
3: of the best. It's, uh, it's in The Life of Brian, or wait,
1: or it's mm. in... Does that make me a genius? Because I've never seen it, and I just pitched their idea. It's
3: so good. It's uh, John Cleese, I think, is the teacher, and he's like, okay, and he starts disrobing, okay, class, like, and it starts just like a normal class. It's so funny, and uh, it's just a normal sex ed, and they...
1: He just brings
0: the girl in? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a sketch like that one time about how... A little kid was, oh fuck, I can't remember it now. It was on Dad Jeans. You were there. You remember that sketch we did? It was like uh, you go into a a sex ed talk, and the daughter is, she's writing erotic fan fiction. Like a five year old. Did he get put up? Yeah.
3: I will say the kid stuff, I think, is hard. I think it makes it
0: so
1: hard. I don't know. In general, just kid comedy is hard.
0: Well, people, I think they look, I mean, I, I remember it wasn't, it didn't go over really great. And I think part of the reason is because of that, like there's, there's like too much truth and sadness to that maybe, you know, like, like yeah. it's too, it's too fucking too real. Yeah. It's like another, th- yeah. You know?
3: Uh, okay. Let's just start in a generally serious place. Yeah. Start at a funeral. Right. Okay. And it's like so easy to oh, just That's what like... I was
0: talking about, but I thought that wasn't terrible. I thought that was terrible.
3: Oh, oh, oh. I thought, I thought it was even a worse one, but yeah, funeral Mm. I think is a, is a perfect place to start. Okay. I think it's hilarious. Like, but the temptation is always to start it in a silly way instead of starting it with,
1: uh, like somebody's cell phone goes off.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, rather than start it with like a sincere, like, uh, you know, mom, um, one thing I always remember is you always put a little note in my lunch and, uh, you know, I used to get embarrassed about that, but um, the truth is I saved all those notes and, you know, they always meant a lot to me, you know, right? Like this, that feels like a fairly serious place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody could started, just shout for the back, go get him, Jimmy! <laughs> you know, it's like already funny. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's good. So just cheered him on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's
3: like it's drunk
2: friends or, <laughs> or whatever.
3: But, right, it's so easy to make something funny if it starts serious. starts
0: serious, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then everybody be waiting for that drunk friend to yell again. And the longer you make
0: them wait, the <laughs> yeah. harder the it's going to hit. That's yeah. what Eugene Cordero used to talk about in my 401 class. He would always be like, man, just give them a little bit and then just fucking drag them along because they know it's coming. And yep. when yeah. you just hold out, like if you just you know, pause the or whatever it is, rest the game, I guess it's the technical term. But um, I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's
1: a really funny.
0: Yeah.
3: It's true, and the best—the best people you could—you watch. They're the most. They're the in the least hurry to force something funny to happen because they know it's going to happen.
1: Yeah.
3: What else do we do at this point? Do we keep pitching on this? That's um, pretty good. We're good. I
1: think we should go to that sketch.
3: Guys, this is fun. Thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, dude. Thanks for doing dude, it, man. Thanks for being here. It's man. a blast.
0: Cool. So we have a sketch that uh, someone sent us in, Kenny Prowitt. Kenny Prowitt, I believe is how you say his last yeah. name.
1: Which What's tra- up, Kenny? Yeah. How are you doing, Bud? I just directed Sunday Sketch at I O, and Kenny was one of my students, and I didn't we didn't pick this sketch because of that. I didn't realize it till Jeremiah just yeah, said. his Yeah.
0: I, I, I picked it, and it yeah. was by chance. So it's nice. That, yeah. It's pretty uh, cool. Thanks for sending it in, man. We're gonna read it here with Joe. We're gonna cast it out. Uh, I'll be. Um, uh, uh, you want I'll do stage. How okay. About that. Um, you want to be man? Okay. You want to be woman? I want to be doctor. I want you to be woman. Okay, I'll be woman. Tweety will be doctor. I'll read stage. Uh, the title of the sketch is The Inept Doctor. Inept. Interior hospital room. Day. A woman breathes deeply as she endures the pain of child labor. Her knees are propped up. A blanket covers her legs to give the illusion she is nude underneath. A man holds her hand. Keep breathing, honey. I'm sure the doctor will be here soon to help you deliver the baby. I hope so. A doctor walks in.
1: Well, hello, the Wilsons. I am Dr. Hugglesworth. I think the baby is coming soon. Putting on gloves? All right, well, let's take a look and measure how
0: dilated you are. Sir, please hold this up. Gesturing towards the blanket. Oh, sure. The man holds up the blanket so the doctor can peer underneath. The doctor pulls a tape measure from his pocket, pulls out some tape, and proceeds to measure how dilated the woman (laughs) is. What are you doing? Uh, sorry? With that tape measure. I'm measuring how dilated you are. Don't you have some sort of medical grade instrument to use?
1: (laughs) Nothing compares to the accuracy of a Stanley made tape measure. (laughs) Much cheaper to buy one of those at Home Depot than to pay thousands for one of those medical grade measurers. Really, if you think about it, I'm passing the savings on to you, the consumer. It's more
0: accurate. Definitely. I'm really not sure that's the best tool.
1: If you prefer, I can use a yardstick. I keep it in my office. No,
0: that's okay. I guess the tape measure is fine. Great. The doctor goes under the hood and measures the woman. He snaps the tape measure back to its original position. You know what they say, (laughs) measure twice, cut once.
1: (laughs) Cut? I don't think she's going to need a C-section. Oh, definitely not. That's just what all the guys down at the Home Depot say. Measure twice. Cut once. They're talking about lumber, though. Still can apply to childbirth, though. I suppose you're right. Of course I'm right. I'm a doctor. All right. I suppose it's time for you to push. Okay. The man reassures her with a pat on the hand. One, two, three, push.
3: The
0: woman grunts and pushes. I see the head. You're doing great, honey. Almost there. <laughs> the doctor reveals a large pair of pliers. He, he moves towards the woman. Uh, what, what are you doing? I'm going to use these craftsmanship pl-
1: pliers to remove the baby. Oh
0: Can't you use your hands? These are
1: much more effective than hands. They are made of an excellent craftsmanship right here in the USA, stronger than medical-grade pliers. What? He said they are made of... I know what he said. (laughs) If you prefer, I can grab the plunger from the bathroom, attach it to the head, and just pull the baby
0: out. She pushes once more. Okay, use the pliers. Just get this baby out of me. The doctor pretends to grab the baby with pliers. Here it comes. He pulls a doll from under the blanket, which is attached with a rope. Oh, my beautiful baby. (laughs) Sir, would you like to cut the umbilical cord? The doctor reveals an exacto knife. Yeah, it would be my honor.
2: (laughs) And. Here we go. Oh Oh my
0: gosh. Great. All right. Thank you. uh, Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny, for sending that in. All right. Joe's going to. Well, let's look at it here. Let's leave it up, right?
3: So, a couple little just uh, not not story stuff is uh, you don't have to include the words like uh, pretend, like the doctor pretends to uh, grab the baby. you could just say, doctor grabs a baby with the thing, um, and let the director would interpret that, like uh, whether or not Shit. they're going to pretend. Whoa, there's a praying a it's baby praying, praying mantis. mantis just showed up. What? Wow. How the
0: fuck did he get in? Whoa, there? that's cool. Open window. Whoa. It's a
1: little baby and dude. It looks fake. Yeah, it looks like a three D three D modeled
0: baby. I've never seen a praying mantis. Really, that's it's funny. Cool. He's not
1: like I've watched him kill black widows with his bare hands and he freaked out like a child when well he saw I didn't a know what it was it.
0: I've never seen one before come here dude I'm trying to get you outside <laughs>
1: this is a fish out of water first yeah
0: it's like <laughs> a good luck charm yeah oh damn He just jumped up alright we'll let him do his thing okay do your thing No. so, so are you saying to save line space or? yeah
3: You just, look get rid of any words that are unnecessary that's just a general rule of writing it's mm-hmm. like anything you can get rid of get rid of this reads pretty good though. There's not too much like a lot of times you'll see like huge paragraphs of um, of of description. And this yeah. is pretty clean. It's pretty good. But um, yeah, you just don't have to say pretends like because you're like as that. an actor, Be, yeah. you're
0: pretending anyways. You're exactly not really right.
1: And if you can get like that one word that carries over gone, yep. then you can get like that is right there. That that would drive me nuts. I would do everything I could to get rid of that. Yep. Is. Yep. Yep. Um, now
3: let's just um. I think the game is pretty clear in the beats um I would say there's probably another level to this doctor, like um where did he used to work right home Depot or yeah, he used to work at home Depot, you know, like we could probably find out what that next layer is um mm-hmm. um in there somewhere, and that might help uh in- inform it like in fact, there's that game where it used to be be like, um, a firefighter used to be a band leader. So how does that inform the way he behaves? Right. right? Wow. Okay. So that could be a fun thing to apply to this, but I would just say what's that other layer of why? Um, and I think the reason offered the justification for this was it's cheaper and he's passing the savings on, Mm -hmm. but I like something that kept coming up, which was like, um, this craftsman, this Stanley, like, American-made.
1: Like, there was something to me, uh, um, like, a little Bob Vila about this doctor that yeah. I think you could almost tap into. Like, it almost feels like Inept Doctor isn't actually what the name of the game is. It's, like, Bob Vila Doctor. Yeah, it's, or... like, craftsmanship in America.
3: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. To me,
0: it sounded like it was, like, he was almost, like, um, like pitching USA-made tools. Yeah. You know? Like, quality tools. Like, yeah.
1: Like where was where were those uh, uh, forceps force forceps? What are those things forceps. called? Forceps. Forceps made. They were yeah. made in China. Well, these pliers were made right here in South Dakota.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's like a little uh, kind of a good old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There was another thought. Okay. Here's one general thing you just have to be aware of when you get into stuff like this: is every woman watching this sketch is tearing her hair out going. Oh, this man thinks he knows what childbirth is like, or whatever. I don't. Right. Well, actually, I don't know if they're really saying that. Because that was a pretty offensive interpretation of every woman watching. Uh, watching this, but I do think there is something to um, being aware that uh, men, as men, we know nothing about uh, the rigors of childbirth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. And so, just I think being aware of that can help you um, figure out how to revise this in a way that's that's gonna call that out or redeem it in some way or Mm -hmm. justify it right like what am i
0: what am i trying to say so she's not it's to me at least i don't know if this is your point but it's like making an inactive character active or more active choices through the dialogue instead of just like questioning or just kind of going along with it maybe like give them some more point of view that's yeah, if that makes sense to like what their character would be in real life, like how she would really be acting, like would a would a lady really like say, okay, sure, just use pliers on my baby? Right. I don't know if that would. Be-
1: I thought the plunger thing was actually a funnier. I would rather see a doctor try to plunge a baby out of a woman than <laughs> That's pliers. F- yeah,
0: yeah, the pliers thing seems you know, a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think the overall thing is
3: decide what exactly this doctor's game is or whether it's the couple's game like Mm -hmm. maybe it has something to do with them in some way or you know is the husband obsessed with tools or and that's why he's here i don't i don't know
1: but i think if you uncork like what's that one thing Mm -hmm. you have to be careful too right because you can actually justify it to where it's not that funny can't you like if you could you i mean could it be something where it's like they just are broke so they had to go with the. yeah then it's like well that's actually a (laughs) thing that's a real thing it's a real thing yeah it's like the comedic Mm -hmm. angles kind of i think
3: it's that the doctor used to work at home depot or something like yeah i agree and she'll be like i think we're gonna need a c-section c-section let's see what aisle is that oh it's funny yeah right it's all that kind of what do you mean what aisle is that Oh, sorry. Thought it was Saturday. I have a part-time
0: job on Saturday. I work at Home Depot. You know. Oh, there's some reason, reason. Mm-hmm, that he's confusing the two. Or I would love like he would have a lab coat on, and underneath it, he has one of those orange aprons. Yeah. So he takes the lab coat off. Well, and you and can then... even
1: justify both of those together too. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. if it's uh, why do you if you're a doctor, why do you have a job on a weekend? That's America, we can work hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can bring it all back. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Or.
3: If he's a guy who, sure he's a doctor, but what he always really wanted to be was a tradesman. <laughs> you know, yeah, almost like yeah. this inverse of like, uh, uh, you would think a doctor would be happy with their job, right. but no, what he really wanted to be was just a was a blue like collar, salt of the earth yeah. kind of guy, yeah. like his grand happy. Yeah, maybe he, the doctor's insecure. He doesn't want anyone to think that he's a snob.
2: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the the more stuff you give the doctor, like to make him like a deeper character than just like blank underlying doctor, it's gonna be. Yeah,
3: and now we're getting back to game. What's the reason for his funny for his his unusual thing? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the pattern's definitely there, but it's like if you just uncrack that, why? What's the what's the philosophy behind this? And and then the other thing to uncrack is, why would the um, is it all right? I would just say, why is the couple staying there? Yeah. Why wouldn't they yeah. get the hell out? Yeah, and I would... guess the thing you would have to keep reminding them is, uh, what is it? oh, well, the baby's coming. I yeah. guess we just you know.
1: That's a funny thing. I'm... <laughs> And of, it would be funny if the they reigns. do leave as the baby's coming out, and she just runs <laughs> off stage with a baby like hanging out, like falling behind her. Is that not funny? <laughs>
0: Being drugged, I do, I do kind of like. Josh is looking. It all depends. I don't think he was
1: humoring me with that smile. That was a yeah. fake smile. He humored me with.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was just thinking. Like, I don't know. It might be a little challenging, but <laughs> hey, anything's possible.
0: Right. Right. I think I. I like the the like. Like, no, 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 you're you're 16, uh, or what if you did, what if he does inches, not centimeters, because it's American, so he uses American <laughs> units, but then he also is like, he always goes back to, no, 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 you're almost, you're almost there, you're almost there, and then he, he kind of like a change in tone, and then he goes back to his like, Craftsman, Home Depot style, uh-huh. you know, interactions.
3: Yeah, yeah, I get you. So he's got to become uh, something of a doctor, a convincing doctor to keep them there. Mm -hmm. Or there's some
1: reason that they're staying, right. How do you subvert it at the end? Or, you know what I'm saying? How do you get ahead of the audience?
0: The baby's born and it's a screwdriver. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Something
3: dumb like that. Or um, nurse rushes in and other construction thing. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, what would they have given birth? Yeah, I think yours is closer to the
0: butt. Like if they give birth to, like, a can of paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, and it's, it's like, good.
1: pink, so it's a girl can of paint?
2: Sure,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, some. If you birth a tool, that's ridiculous. I don't know if that's what he's going for with this, but...
1: That is a very ridiculous Indian bit. Let's
0: no see. one would think of that though. Yeah, no I one. I mean, would think you're not going to be sitting there and be like, "Oh, yep, yeah, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to birth a tool." Yeah, <laughs> but there's other ones. If
3: he's wanting to use tools, if this, then you could almost try to just what else is in the world, so it grows beyond the doctor, and so then it starts to be like. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a for instance. Maybe it'll jog something. But let's say the parents leave and they're going to get in the cab on the way home. What's
1: a cab driver do that
3: references this game?
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm, So like, what's the cab driver want to be that isn't a cab driver? So it
3: would
0: be the opposite, right? He would want to be a white collar.
3: Or let me just throw out the dumbest example. Uh, All right, where's it to? south side oh south side let me just pull out my tape measure and see how far we yeah. got to go oh, you know yeah, or something yeah, yeah, i don't yeah, yeah, know yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like mm-hmm. what repeats that re, you know hits that game again or introduces almost a new world yeah like you were saying mm-hmm. like maybe he's got another thing a whole thing okay well instead of taking my cap car why don't we take my
2: Flying. insert, other yeah, thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is he's, he's a rocket scientist yeah you know who <laughs> yeah
3: exactly I'm, I'm Man, in, talking about—I'll tell you—talking about comedy is the least fun, funny thing sometimes. But, but this is where you do. to this, well. this is yeah. it.
1: This is it. Like you're right. It's yep. not all fun and games. Let me. Okay, I got. I got one more question for you about the sketch. Can you kind of scroll down a little bit? Yeah. Do you see some of these big chunks of dialogue? Yeah. Like, occasionally there is a huge paragraph. Yeah. There's like one in particular I noticed, it's like that, that one. Guy. Did, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? I know different people have different perspectives on it. Nothing compares to the accuracy of a Stanley-made tape measure.
3: Much cheaper to buy one of those at Home Depot than pay thousands for one of those medical-grade device Measurers, Really, if you think about it, I'm passing the savings on to you, the consumer. See, I think you could get rid of even that. Really, if you think about it, there's two phrases
1: that you can get rid of. Mm -hmm. So you can just say... say, I'm
0: passing the savings on to
3: you. I'm passing the... Yeah, exactly.
1: could Could you also not just say nothing uh, much cheaper to buy one of these at Home Depot than to pay 1000 uh, well this is his first justification line right, right? can you break yep. it up though can you be like haha nothing compared to the accuracy of a Stanley made tape measure and then have the the husband say something like what are you talking about just to break sure the pacing of that lineup or does that not bother you
3: uh no i i i 100% agree here's the other thing you find your cadence in your rhythm you know each sketch should have its own rhythm and specific cadence so it should like i don't know like there's no hard and fast rule if it Mm -hmm. if it fits with the um with the tone and the cadence of the of the piece as a whole then that's what it is but in general yeah i try to break up monologues like that and i think your instincts are right there in having the dad respond and in fact Maybe with Father's Day right around the corner, maybe that's another reason they can stay there. Is because the dad can be like, uh, or the the you know the the man in this sketch is on board with the doctors. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. he's right, honey. The Stanley, nothing better yeah. than Stanley. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's Craftsman, honey. Please, it's Craftsman Duels. It's fine. Oh, like you know, funny. like
1: yeah. it can almost be like, the game's.
3: There
0: might even be so the, the reason
1: the why, man, and she's pre- and she's having a baby. Like she's God, women have to deal with so man. much.
0: Yeah, they've got to <laughs> be
3: the man, They've got to have the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason
0: why they're at this hospital, even, maybe. Maybe they give dads free tool packages. Yeah, at
3: and, the well, and the at the care. end, it's just Binford Hospital, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like DeWalt. That's a little, yeah. yeah. Tool time. Great, man. What All else right. about this? Who wrote this? Kenny.
0: Kenny. Way to go, Kenny. Yeah. I will say this, like, and for people who sketches we are reading on this, put this stuff up, man. Go... We, I mean, try t- take the notes, try it, but like like Joe's saying with the cadence, there's so many times where I've written sketches where you need kind of, sometimes you need long, long speed. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on what it is. Like, so it's so always going to be different. Sometimes the joke comes
1: in that big monologue right. and then the short line after it.
0: Yeah, the reaction line will get the laugh. You mm-hmm. know, you'll have something that you build up, kind of like what we were just talking about. You wait, 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 and then hit it, but
3: also. It do whatever you think is funny too. I mean, <laughs> he's on the keyboard now. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, little brain, mantis brain mantis. keyboard. It, it's like, again, we'll talk it. We'll, we'll, you should be able to talk through all your sketches. You should not, nothing is sacred. That's yep. the other thing you got to learn is editing. You're going to have to get rid of stuff you loved. That's the hardest part. Isn't <laughs> it, it sucks, but you just, and then it's, man, I'm learning so much from editing, editing, like mm-hmm. video editing. It's the same as writing though, but, um, you'll get rid of a huge chunk of a thing you love, then the piece is so much better for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you leave it in there, the piece sucks, and no one
0: will watch it. Yeah. The thing is, you usually forget it. Once you delete that, sh- at least for me, yeah. once I delete that joke, I don't ever remember it. Like, yeah. I never, when I put the sketch up a month later at our show, I'll never be like, man, I really wish I had that fucking line. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't remember that It's joke. not
1: sacred. Uh, you'll come up with other funny stuff. Yeah. I
3: want so you should cool? get it
1: from this angle so it looks like it's typing the sketch.
0: Got oh, it? It's you're too off. backlit. That's a problem. Oh, you're oh, scary. Oh, it's fast. <laughs> okay, yeah, dude. I can't get over fast. Can they fuck you up?
3: I don't think so. They um, do have, like, jaws that can bite and stuff. Uh, they eat each other, right? They're cannibals.
1: Really? It's just the women, right? I don't know.
3: The women eat with worm? Jeez. the
1: dude, no, the they of have it. sex, and then the woman bites the man's head off. I feel like that's myth. No, I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. That's you really know
3: what bad. I would do if, I, if this was my sketch? I would take it to a female friend and say, how do I make this uh, funny to you as well? Because uh, I think she might have maybe some points about uh, the way that you've described childbirth or something like that. Or, that's a good idea. Know, that might just uh, maybe help you be more aware of how you could... Uh,
1: yeah, that's a really good idea. That's something that Charlie talked about a few episodes ago was, like, don't just take it to, like, the dudes that are just like you that have the same sense of humor as you.
3: Yeah, we're three dudes sitting around here talking <laughs> about pulling a baby out of a woman uh, yeah. with pliers. It's, like, yeah, eh, it's all fun, but maybe there's something to just uh, getting some perspective on it. Right? Yeah, that's great cool man well what thanks else, so much, dude? Dude. thanks for thanks for having me i'm sorry i talk so much man it's a uh, well i mean it's, it's
1: a it's a podcast which is the format of it is people talk and yeah. you're the guest so that's kind of what you're supposed to do <laughs> good to see you man I'm, it's good it's, to see you
3: yeah it's glad you, i'm glad you're still killing it still doing stuff I'm
1: trying to everybody go oh, so tell everybody where they can watch you and where they can oh yeah
3: go go to youtube.com the website and you can find acting tips uh look up uh joe hartzler uh on youtube
1: H-A-R-T-Z-L-E-R. All that stuff will be in the show notes, too, on on BoardWalk.com. You got Twitter, you got Instagram.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm on Twitter, at Joe Hartzler. Instagram, at Joe Hartzler. Um, Check it out. I'm around. Yeah. Um, Subscribe. Hey, like and subscribe, guys. I just broke 100 followers on YouTube. Whoa. Whoa. We'll it's a huge that. milestone. That's cool. That is a big milestone. Next is 1,000. Yeah. Oh, please. I don't ever expect to get to 1,000. A 100 a is, is more than I could ever hope for. My goal right. was always 39.
0: We want, we, want to, we want to track how big of a great fan base we have. So if you're listening to this, like, like Joe's thing. Just yeah, us And then comment that you did it because of this. Right. Yeah. Or tell us, tell us before what your numbers are. And then we'll release this episode. Give it a week. Let's see where your numbers are. Yeah.
3: Boom. I'm sorry for anything uh, offensive I've said. I promise you I say a million things a million things a day that I completely disagree with. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> a walking paradox. Um yeah. Jeremiah? Uh nothing too crazy, I think. Um, uh, Dad Jean's second Sunday of the month. Um, I got a couple other bit shows that are coming up as well, some groundling shows, some other improv skits. Oh, nice but um, I don't know any of those dates, so I'll have to, next, next, next recording. Cool. First, uh, and then follow me on, um, <laughs> actually don't follow me on Twitter because I don't write anything. Yeah. I'm a terrible <laughs> Twitter person. I don't post photos on Instagram. I'm very uh, private with my life. Um, Good thing you're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. that are a fake name. Yeah. No, that's not true. It's my real name. Yeah. Um, Uh, And then follow Fish Out of Water, FooPod, Tweety, you know all that. Oh, email Sketches, right? Yeah, email Sketches, FooPod at gmail.com. FooPod at gmail. I'm Tweety on Twitter.
1: That's really it. Oh, uh, Ms. Smith, third Sunday of every month of 10. And Joe, we don't have a tagline for our show. So, what is the tagline for this week's show? Fish Out of Water fish out of water
3: uh, uh, fish out of water uh, this specific show tagline um, well I wanted to do a fish based thing but you probably always get that right
1: I don't Something know if about, we, don't, we get all kinds um, of weird shit your yeah, we gills of off stuff. <laughs> uh, it's
3: got a nice hook uh, <laughs> what's oh, the angle uh,
1: ew. there it is <laughs> there's three <laughs> fishing jokes <laughs> thanks mass. man thanks,
3: uh, sorry I'm just trolling you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: trolling is a fishing thing oh is yeah. it yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> that's four <laughs>